This week on Podular Modcast. I used to only make friends with people who had the fear. I called it the fear. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and yes, I am currently in a bandana phase. And if you absolutely hate it, just give it some time and I'll be on to the next thing. Anyways, we have a great show for you this week. We have Jeremy Blake on, AKA Red Means Recording. This episode is long overdue, but there's no time like the present. We do get serious, we talk about mental health, and we do talk shop as we are both in a similar situation with what we do creatively and professionally. Um, so yeah, it's a great chat, and we're going to get into that momentarily. But first, I want to show you. First, I want to show you some new cool kits that I got. Before we get to that, let's talk about these two modules. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, then you know that the 4MS Stereo Triggered Sampler and the 4MS Dual Looping Delay have been some of my favorites for a very long time. In fact, the Stereo Triggered Sampler. Uh, was the, the workhorse behind probably the first 10 or 15 uh, remote performance videos that I did. So why do I bring these up? Well, you know, I'm always trying to shrink my kit down because I'm always going mobile and battery powered. Um, and while these things are great modules, they are kind of big. So I was very, very, very excited when I saw that Formex was releasing the DIY looping delay. So it's not the dual looping delay. So we got uh, we got a spare, what is that, probably four HP there. And then also the DIY sampler. This is just basically half of the stereo triggered sampler. And what's really cool is they created these kits where all the SMD, the, um, the service mount uh, devices, uh, are, are already done and on a, a separate PCB that you plug in after you have soldered all of the through-hole components. So last week I announced that I am doing uh, music videos for people and I've had a lot of people reach out and it's been really awesome to start to work with uh, different people out there. It's been a lot of fun going out and shooting stuff and trying to, um, you know, collaborate on a vision and then realize that vision. So if you're interested in anything like that, then hit me up on Instagram or the emails at podmodcast at gmail.com. I, of course, want to say thank you to all the show sponsors, Patchwork Seattle, Afterlater Audio, 4MS, and Novation. I uh, recently made a cover song of the Talking Heads, um, This Must Be The Place, Naive Melody, because that's Hannah's favorite song in the whole world. And so I, yeah, I made a cover for her for uh, a birthday present. And I am actually just gonna play a little snippet right here. I'm not gonna include my vocals, because it's not that great. Um, but I just wanted you to hear how I used the summit on uh, the track, because I got a lot of really cool synth voices on it. Okay, 
I know I didn't technically play that melody, um, the wee wee one, um, perfectly accurate. Uh, it's because I was trying to play guitar with it, and it was just easier to do that way, and then I ended up not using the guitar, but who cares? Um, so you could say that the melody that I played for the song was a little naive. I'd like to also say thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. If you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodMod, head to patreon.com forward slash modcast. Link in the show description. Uh, I do giveaways randomly of all sorts of stuff. It's on a first-come, a first-served basis. And uh, within the next week or two, I'm going to be giving away some cassettes, some posters, and uh, maybe some patch cables. Another way you can support Podular Modcast is by collaborating with me uh, on a music video. Just uh, send me the track that you want me to uh, make a video around and maybe some ideas of what kind of shots you want and the style and whatever uh, else you can think of. And uh, yeah, you can help keep the show floating in that regard as well. And that actually perfectly segues into this week's featured artist, who is Le Morte de Abbey. Um, and this video, if you're watching, is the video that I made for uh, their track called and hangs the earth on nothing off of the upcoming album orbital mechanics which drops october 4th link in the show description um, i had a lot of fun making this video we wanted to get something that was gritty and kind of fast paced in an urban area so i went out and shot a bunch of stuff around my hometown of tacoma and a little bit in seattle and then i put this together so please enjoy
Once again, that was Lamort de Abbey with the track and hangs the earth on nothing off the upcoming album Orbital Mechanics. Links in the show description. And remember, if you would like to work with me on a video, then uh, hit me up. Or if you just would like to be a featured artist, then send me a WAV file or a download code uh, through any of the various online modes of communication. All right, let's get into this chat with Jeremy. Podular Modcast, as always, is brought to you by the lovely folks over at Patchworks. Patchworks is more than just a synthesizer, you know, music gear shop. They're building a community by connecting you to the joy of music with workshops, classes, live music events, and friendly, knowledgeable staff. They are there to help you with wherever it is you are at in your music-making journey. Located in the Wallingford neighborhood in Seattle, stop by Patchwork Showroom to play with your favorite music gear and join their community. And if you don't live in the Pacific Northwest region of the world, then head over to patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com, where they have not just the latest and greatest in modular, but all sorts of synthesizer gear, as well as home studio equipment. Once again, that is patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. It's mostly going to be the problem of me like losing my train of thought. Like <laughs> that, that might happen now and then. Hey, like, I think I heard you mention in a video once you had ADD and you're in good company. So same here. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah. we're we're gonna be we're gonna be a mess, but that's all right. Perfect. I think I think Perfect. we're gonna we're gonna do good work here. Okay. Jeremy, this is um, long time coming. Uh, ah. You know, we've we've chatted here and there. Um, we met. We've met at some Seattle events and stuff, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to actually have a nice sit down with you. Um, I've been, we'll get into this, but I just kind of want to lead, you know, uh, do a little uh, preface or something. I yeah. don't know. I'm, uh, I've been very, very uh, intrigued and into what you've been doing lately with your videos by adding a little comedy and even uh, a little bit of uh, politics into it. And that's mm-hmm. going to be a whole bag. But before we get to that, let's start nice and light. Did you grow up in Washington state? Are you from, are you a, a For the most Washington? Part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I grew up um, once we moved here uh, from the East coast, I was born in like Virginia, but I didn't spend much time there. Um, okay. I grew up in Tacoma. Uh, and oh, then, that's where I live um, now. Oh shit. Okay. Awesome. How yeah, long? Uh, yeah. oh, well, I know you've been there for a while. How, how are you liking it? I actually love it. Um, so I was in Seattle first. My wife was in Seattle for 20 years and we wanted to buy a house and we mm-hmm. couldn't afford Seattle, even though my wife at the time worked for the city of Seattle. So we came down here. Um, and I that's was so, a little that's, bummed. That's yeah. So sad. <laughs> I know I was bummed at first, but now that I'm here, I actually feel way more connected and like, I feel like it's a little bit more my speed. I like Tacoma a lot. It's big enough yeah. to have stuff to do small enough to where you can find parking even on a Saturday night. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like Seattle has jumped the shark a bit. Uh, you know, mm. it's got this, it's got this, uh, this reputation, I think around the world or at least the country of being this like you know, super progressive haven, but it's it's just not that like the, the resident, a yeah. lot of the residents are that, but yeah. 
you know, it's, it's just money, 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 money there. And uh, yeah, especially just, just, you know, as an, as an adult, you know, we, we do want to be able to like live in a way that feels like we have some kind of agency over our life, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. when you live in like a really expensive city, that is kind of robbed of you. I feel like, like you no totally. longer really have yeah. as much agency as, as you may think you do. You have a lot of cool things you can do. And I mean, I, I loved living in big cities for a really long time, but um, at some point, you know, if, if your eyes turn towards the idea of like living in a house and, and that kind of thing, you know, it's the big cities are just not going to work out these days. Yeah, no, it's, that's true. And you know, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm really happy that we're to here now. Like yesterday is my wife's birthday. So while she was at work, I, uh, I built her a fire pit in the yard and hung some lights Ooh. and yeah, <laughs> last year for her birthday, I put in some big troughs with some clumping bamboo. So it's just cool to have like your own space to kind of work at, you know, absolutely. Um, yeah. You, Wait, know, you, put your in own. Bam- you put in bamboo. Yeah. So I put them in, uh, you know, those big, like, uh, kind of oblong farm troughs that are like corrugated. Oh, okay. It's contained. All right. Let's yeah. Say. And it's, it's clumping as well. So the clumping doesn't, uh, it doesn't get as big and it's not as, uh, is likely to in- spread. And so I, invasive. I planted it up high. So it's there. The bottom of the plant is probably two and a half feet off the ground. And then those mm. things, the, the tubs are on top of some concrete. So I think we're good. Um, but yeah, that's that was the first awesome. question everybody asked when I said that. Like, wait, that's you put funny. In bamboo? Yeah, every, <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> we um, no. we, we not to just turn this into like 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 gardening talk." But um, <laughs> when when we we lived in South Seattle for about five years um, before we moved out to Duval, where I am now. What what and, part of South Seattle are you in? Um, I guess you would kind of call it Hillman City. Um, basically. It was on. It was off of MLK on a little street called okay. Morgan, and um, it's right by a U-Haul. It was very chic. Um, <laughs> and uh, the if you walked like probably like four or five blocks towards like Union, uh, like Washington, excuse me, you got this little strip called Hillman City where we spent a lot of time. There was like uh, two of our favorite bars were there. We'd always walk down there with our dog and have a beer or two. The whole point of bringing this up was the fact that like, uh, we had like uh, Blackberry there was just like insane. Yes. Like it was just yes. like absolutely nuts. And down here, or excuse me, not down here, but over here in Duval, uh, we still have like a ton of Blackberry, but you know, we can control it a little bit better. Oh, back there, it was like creeping in from other people, places uh, like around mm-hmm. us who didn't take care of it. Here it's like, yeah, I've got my, what, do you, what does he call it? It's like a, it's like a shearer, like a, it's like a battery powered shearer. Oh, like, like a, like, like a scythe or a, or a. No, uh, it's like, oh, excuse me. It's a hedge trimmer. Excuse me. It's, it's basically okay. a, 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 a automatic hedge trimmer. Um, so yeah, you know, get to use those, like those tap those tools that kind of growl and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. and make you feel like a, like a man. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just uh, trimmed, we have this holly tree in our front yard and it was getting out of hand. So I, I took my, uh, my first crack at trimming a holly bush and it actually How'd it go? pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Good. Yeah. My wife wants to get rid of it, but you know, it's really cool to have a holly tree in your yard when it's Christmas and it's snowing. Yes. It's like, look, yep. look, it's a Christmas thing. Yep. But Every you know the rest of the year it's it's not the most beautiful thing and she is a horticulturalist so she wants to, you know oh. to do better stuff yeah um, we have a small holly tree in ours it's very out of place there's nothing else like it yeah uh, they're in very our, specific in our looking area 
and my my partner was Brian. He was like, "We should get rid of it. It's like totally not like everything else." And I'm like, "But Christmas." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we're the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was just such a long. I'm so sorry, audience. Maybe I'll I'll edit some of the really hyper specific geography out. But okay, so you grew up in Tacoma. <laughs> what part of Tacoma yeah. did you grow up in? Let's get let's get even more hyper specific. Yeah, uh, I was in the um, the North End pretty much. Uh, I went okay. to a middle middle school called um, uh, Jason Lee Middle School. Um, I lived right by there too, and uh, then I went to a high school called Stadium High School, which uh, is um, down on the way towards the water, uh, or down on the way towards downtown. Um, so I was living sort of around there. Um, I'm not sure what part of the city you're in. Um, yeah, I'm down South. I'm like, uh, um, Fern Hill, Lincoln district okay. area. Um, so when did you, did you leave, uh, after graduation and go to college somewhere or I tried? Yeah. I mean, I, I was a flute player uh that's okay. what i had done for my whole uh upbringing as my you know vocational thing I, I didn't i didn't really do any other type of you know academics or sports or anything like that so that was my my thing um and so i went to the university of redlands in california for a year on the uh, idea that i was going to do music performance with the flute and um didn't really work out I, I i didn't go back uh and eventually i went to uh the seattle art institute for uh their audio production um oh okay. and audio engineering course yeah um, I, which, I was looking I at in in high school i was i, I mm. almost did that but uh yeah i ended it up was okay i mean that's one of those weird for-profit you know um universities that it seems you know, kind of no like there anymore <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It seemed like maybe it was a little bit shady or I don't know. Yeah. Like I've heard, I've heard different things about it, but, uh, okay. Yeah, so it, it just, it was just like a, a sort of a predatory, uh, you know, for-profit university kind of thing. Okay. So, all right. I usually start with like people's, um, you know, history of getting into music. So, you know, sounds like you started like fourth grade when you started flute is that about when people start getting into band and all that stuff yeah or? like whatever middle school is so i guess yeah uh maybe even oh i guess it was elementary school so i was a baby um we had mm -hmm. we had a flute in our house and there was like band call out so uh they were like uh well you my parents were like you only have a flute we, you can have a flute because your aunt has one and so uh <laughs> I, I took her flute and you know started learning that's that. usually how it goes like yeah well there's one yep. laying around so that's what you get <laughs> people talk a lot about like free will and determinism and like oh well you know you chose to to live this life and blah blah, blah. i'm like i didn't choose to play the flute it was literally the only thing we had around and it changed my yeah. entire life so yeah <laughs> that's talk crazy to me about free will <laughs> <laughs> so my wife wanted to play saxophone and she ended up having to play flute because mm. of the same reason they had one and they mm -hmm. didn't have a lot of money and saxophones are expensive um yeah they're big ones aren't they? yeah they're they're big boys so when, okay, like when does music outside of, you know, classical and like band and, and flute stuff, like, cause you know, going from flute to yeah. having as many synthesizers as I see on your wall and doing what you do now, yeah. professionally, you know, <laughs> like, was there a particular, the <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> was there a there particular was, artist or something or. Oh, well, I mean, so I, I'd say it was a combination of things. Um, my dad had some uh, tapes uh, or CDs of um, some bands that became rather formative to me. Uh, Depeche Mode's Violator was one of them. He had that on uh, tape, I believe, on cassette. And I remember being obsessed with that. 
Um, he also had Tori Amos uh, uh, under the pink. Uh, and I was also rather obsessed with that one. So there was two sides to this. One of them was the electronic side and really like just being in love with what the Depeche Mode album sounded like. And two was moving from flute to being able to play something that was more appropriate for uh, electronic music, which was keyboards. And the Tori Amos stuff really helped me with that because I wanted to learn how to play her songs. But the, the culmination of the two was the fact that like, or a big, a big part of it was the fact that in middle school, uh, there was a, a jazz band um, that the band director had as like uh, another thing that he did. Um, and I, I joined up with that and it was a smaller ensemble. It was like probably like 10 people. Uh, I guess that's not small, but it, 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 it was smaller than the regular band. And mm. he would write songs or bring these like sort of fusion jazz songs to us. Um, and uh, we would perform them. And he had two Yamaha SY77s and I was obsessed with them. I was absolutely obsessed with these things. And uh, he was a super cool guy. And he like uh, noticed that I was super interested in them and was like, you know, you can mess with these after after school if you want to. And oh, nice. so I, I started playing with those and learned a lot about, well, I mean, I don't know how much I actually learned, but I, <laughs> I remember it being like, like I, I was, I, the, the fact that I could like sequence all of these sounds uh, in one thing felt mm -hmm. very, very powerful to me. Right. Um, totally. And I yeah. think, yeah, that, that really hasn't changed since then. I think sometimes like, you know, you, you said like, you're not, not sure how much you really learned or something, but I feel like there's something very, very valuable about maybe like, I don't know if you had access to the manual or if you were even like interested in that, but just getting the hands on for a while. Yeah. And then once you start kind of actually learning the terms and stuff, you have a little bit of a sense memory to base them off of. Like, I think that's, yeah, I, I think that's essential. right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really, a lot of this stuff isn't like the technology aspect of this stuff is not terribly difficult to iterate on because like you know obviously there's there's these certain concepts like you said these certain ideas and concepts that once you understand like the basics of them um you'll you'll be able to ask yourself or or, or know immediately like oh i should look into whether or not this thing does this this way or whatever right um, yeah and, and th that language can extend uh, to different different items. Obviously, there's a language built into Eurorack. There's a language built into uh, a lot of music production. Something I noticed, and I've I've heard other people, um, you know, agree with this or say it independently, is you know having some synthesizer experience, like with desktop and whatnot. Like you get you get to know like what your machines do and everything, and you know what a filter is, and you know what like ADSR is. But I feel like after I got into modular for about like three years and then went back to a desktop for the first time. <laughs> it was like, Oh, was it weird? I, I, it, I, well, it was easy. Like it was like, it was, it seemed just oh, way sure. more intuitive because you know, the signal chain and modulars, you just make it up as you go pretty much. And with this, you know, like you could just easily identify everything and like, Oh, this is how mm -hmm. this works. And you know, so I thought, now I've been, you know, having fun with this uh, this summit behind me on the wall. That's, oh, that's, that's a great, a pretty, that's a great piece of kit. It's a, it's I think a really, that really modular really sniff. knocked. I think modular really knocked loose a lot of stuff that I just hadn't even thought about in regular since. I remember going back mm -hmm. to Arturia Pigments, the VST that I primarily use for my my synth in soft synths. After working with like maths and uh, some other like quintessentially modular concepts where like you have like self modulate or uh, things that can like be modulated by it themselves or modulating modulation, I guess is a really big one. Um, and being like, Oh wait, this does that too. Like, 
like and you know with a summit you can do that you can have an lfo modulate another lfo right you can start right. getting interesting with that kind of kind of thing and I, I, that's that's very powerful like i, I think right. that's a very cool thing to to knock loose in your head total and that like what you just mentioned with like the lfo modulating the lfo on summit like that that is like the exact type of thing that my eyes would just gloss over you know, like I like if I tried to understand that pre-modular. If you hadn't, you know, right? Like, you'd be like, "Why would I want to do that?" And, and yeah, yeah, and in in yeah. modular, it's like it's right there. It's like, hey, why don't you do this? <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, <laughs> and do like seven hundred more things, and then you know, spend six hours and not actually make music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm curious. You know, you go to the you go to the art institute. So after this, like. From there to where you are now, like, what is that path? Like, because you're, you're in a pretty unique situation. Mm, yeah. Uh, in between then, when I was at Redlands, I, um, I was pretty much bunking off for most of the time and uh, stealing time in their studio there. I, I had a lot of friends that were into making, um, I was really into the Psytrance music scene there. Uh, there was a big Psytrance desert party scene in um, okay. that area. And so I was like getting really into that kind of like production mentality, like, you know, oh, like, let me learn how to make Psytrance. This is fucking cool. Um, so I was I was already starting to work pretty hard at trying to understand genres. I was working in Fast Tracker at that point. I had gotten introduced to that for some reason. I don't even know what the class was. I, I do not remember why this happened. But in my senior year, there was there was a some class I took, some elective that that I got introduced to a, a tracker uh, by the teacher. They they showed us how to use a tracker, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, well, this is even cooler than the SY seventy seven. I can just do this all right here." Um, and so by that time, by the time I uh, you know was in um, the art institute, I was working a lot in like FL Studio and Sony Vague, uh, Sony Acid, Soundforge Acid, whoever was making that at the time, um, and you know. Uh, started working a bunch of random jobs after that. Like I didn't really, uh, music was a hobby. It was a passion. I didn't, I wasn't doing anything with it professionally um, outside of like DJing. Um, and uh, it was just a lot of small things that happened over a long period of time. Um, a lot of self-directed, you know, how can I, how can I make music better? How can I express myself better? Like, you know, this is really, really fun, but you know, it doesn't sound right. How do I, how do I make it sound better? Um, you know, I was very, very interested in making very specific types of music uh, that I had encountered while DJing. So he's like highly produced, really, really well done, like techno um, house and uh, uh, down tempo tracks. Um, and those became sort of a blueprint for me to like try. And I was just like emulating these, these styles and, Wondering why it didn't sound right. <laughs> um, so that went on for a really long time, like a really long time. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I picked up some jobs here and there doing, you know, work that sort of used my, um, excuse me, sort of used my uh, my degree. I was working as a, um, a audio tech for Boss Gags for a, a summer or two. No oh, shit. And, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend in, in San Francisco who, was his tour manager and, and we became friends through my DJing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just like, just got, got pulled into that. It was really, really wild. That's um, funny. so, uh, 
eventually, I'm trying to figure out if there's anything cogent to this. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just like, let's let's try, let's do weird shit. I ended up getting an OP1 um, uh, with the teenage engineering OP1, and then uh, I was I, lo- I fell in love with it. I was using it all the time. Now that, um, you did a video that was kind of your breakout video. Is that right? So that right, yeah, or? that was weird. So I was using YouTube primarily as a means of of putting out art. I was like, I, I was making my own music. I was doing music videos. I was do, I was really big into photography at that point. So with photography became an interest in videography and just shooting a lot of weird shit and, and putting it on YouTube. Um, and I don't have any fucking idea why I decided to do this, but I did end up filming me, uh, um, using the LP one. I, I think maybe I was just drawn to it cause it was such a visual device and, drawn to filming it because it was such a visual device. And I noticed that that had done really well. It had done, um, it was getting views that were far beyond what I would have expected. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was like, maybe I should do that again. And I did it again. And then it just took off. So um, those were, those were the thing that basically made the channel where those, those original videos. You didn't really have like a grand plan of becoming like one of the, you know, handful of, like authorities to go to on YouTube. <laughs> like you've no, taught me how to no. use so many things, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, it's such a weird, weird thing. And I, I'm in a, I'm in a very like tumultuous place with it emotionally right now. Um, I, I have some personal stuff. I, I can really like work. I out. can tell by your videos. And I think that was one of the things that was really drawn, drawing me in mm. to, to wanting to talk to you. I mean, I've been wanting to talk mm-hmm. to you for a while anyways, but after just the last few months and the way you've been like it, I'm attracted to it because I feel like I identify heavily with what I feel like you're going through. And how so um, tell me, tell, tell me how you, how, tell, what are you going through? What's going on? Well, I mean, well, it's hard to not, I don't want to sound like complainy or, or anything, but you get I, to no, this. I, I'm in the same way. I don't want to sound complainy either, but like, like not to derail, but it's like, it's like you have these feelings and they're real and, and, and you, you start to like think of ways to tell them to people. And you're like, wow, I sound like a little bitch. Like totally. people are going to look oh, at yes. me and be like, you sound, you sound like, why are you complaining? You're such a, you're such a little bitch about this. And I'm like, but that doesn't change the fact that I feel this way, you know, it's like, totally. so I'm curious, yeah. like, like what, what is it that you're identifying with? And, and maybe we can kind of like talk about it a little bit. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Well, I, I think, uh, well, there's, there's, it's, there's a, there's a few things, but the, a lot of the, what has pulled me in and kind of what's made me take a shine to your, your recent, um, modified approach, I think is, um, I've just had, well, one, you know, I started the podcast because, you know, I wanted to start a podcast, but I also wanted, you know, I knew that trying to get people to listen to your music or check out your art was mm-hmm. like just it's almost impossible you know and and there was no real like regular podcast about this stuff and i was just super into it but i was really like thinking well if i get if i have a successful podcast then like by the transitive property my music will also be popular and uh you know like i've gotten super into uh you know making these like remote performance short films i love filming stuff as well i love you know i've made some really weird like short absurd horror sci-fi movies about oh, nice. <laughs> modulars you know module modules um uh-huh. and so you know like and again don't want to sound complainy but it's it seems like it's it's that i haven't seen a big like a i haven't seen even close to the the amount of change that i would have expected 
with my art um, based off of the listenership of the podcast, which then starts mm. making me think like, oh, maybe it, my art is shit. You know, yep. and like, yeah. and you, you kind of, you can just kind of spin out because you really only hear from, you don't, you don't hear from a lot of people online unless they want to say some stuff that maybe isn't so fun to hear or, you know, like, you know, most like I don't reach out to the podcast that I listen to and just say, Hey, I, I love what you do and stuff. So like, I know people are checking it out and stuff, but it's just like, I think it's, again, I just, I feel so weird talking about this publicly, but yeah, I feel. You know, so listener, you're listening to two people in weird, unique situations who are, are both very lucky, and I'm sure we both are equally gracious. You know, have gratitude, and um, but also there's, I think it's just like a, it's, I expected something, and it didn't happen that way, and now I'm just like learning, like, oh yeah, expectation is is a dangerous thing. Uh, you know, I guess just, the I guess the issue is is like, okay, so in this world, like, uh, and especially living in America. You know, we have, we, we have to sort of, well, we have expectations put on us to, you know, grow up, go to school and go to get a job. Okay. Like that's still a thing. Um, you know, maybe a little less going to school these days, but you know, like that's still, that's still a thing. Um, and then, you know, some of us aren't really good at that. <laughs> like, like, we, yeah, you know, I, totally. some of us aren't good at maintaining that particular type of thing. Every job that I've had has imploded in some, um, in some way that has been you know, my fault to an extent. Um, but also I, I do find that there is a sort of theme, a running theme that the, that going to work for other people, um, mostly doesn't work for me. Same like, here. It it I was work. just <laughs> thinking about it the other day. I was just like, I am just, I am not a great employee because yeah. like I, I have bursts of greatness and then I just have times where I'm like useless and I have that, you know, in all, all walks of life. But when it's at your job where you have to show up every day, every day, you, start, you know, for, like for, for more time than you get to spend for yourself. Yeah, like, of course. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you, that's a really, that's an, that's a very cogent way of, um, of, of bringing it up because like what it really comes down to is like, okay, like you're expected to always be on and you're expected to always be productive. Mm -hmm. If you aren't, if you fuck up, um, if you, if you need time to yourself or whatever, if you need to be down, then you are considered not like, you're going to lose your job basically. Like you can't do that. You can't be, right you can't be valuable um so and you might be able to uh, do that like every once in a while but not as often as a lot of people need you know yeah and other and sometimes people need it a lot more than other people um and so i when i was i, I had a job i don't know i don't sound like i was like uh, 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 that's what i just sounded like i thought i was gonna do there i thought i was gonna <laughs> oh do my god that's hilarious I, i've been doing burps <laughs> like that for the last few months and my wife is so over it. Yeah. But it's just like, that's yeah. cute. <laughs> you just gotta get her into, it's gotta like get a healthy competition with the burp thing going on. And then maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe you can have that. I'll, so, I'll pitch it to her. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, so 
I had uh, I had a, a job doing video editing for a company in Bellevue uh, before. Well, for for a long time, it was like four years, maybe or five years. I'm not sure. It felt like a long time. It must have been. It must have been like four or five years. Um, and then uh, it, it it was bad. Like it was it was emotionally bad. Uh, it was a bad place. It was it was it was very emotionally abusive I, is what I kind of came to realize. Um, and I got fired uh, like, under some very weird circumstances, right as the p- pandemic kind of was kicking in. Oh my God. And I realized, well, I was in a great position because I, I had the channel and it, I had a Patreon already and I had people who were like, Hey, well, you know, why don't you teach lessons? And, and that's what I ended up doing. That's what I'm doing right now um, mm-hmm. about music production, which is a whole nother can of worms in terms of For like sure. <laughs> questioning your your abilities and your worth. Totally. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But what so it's like, okay, well, now I am working for myself. I I, I don't the the production, <laughs> the means of production, the labor that I uh, I'm not alienated from it anymore. I am I am that. And that, you know, that's what we want. We we want to feel as if we are in control of our our destiny and of our our day to day of our of our time of our energy, so that what we put in is what we get back from it. Now it gets complicated even more because if you're making content like we are, we we aren't just in control of that. Like we we are reliant on an audience, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think I think that that feeling that you're feeling that sort of like, well, I'm putting a lot into this and I like it and it's just not giving back what I would have expected. And now I have to decide like what that means. Is it me? (laughs) Is it, is it like, is it the art that I'm making? You know, does it shit or is it the algorithm? You know, that's a, that's a lot. A lot of people like to blame the algorithm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely struggling with the, like, well, no, it's just, it's, it's me. Like, it's like the stuff, the way that I have grown into this and apart from the original content that I make is no longer, uh, it's no longer a tenable, uh, thing. Like it just, it's just not working out. So there's a lot, it's complicated. I don't, I don't know where the, um, I don't know how to fix this problem. Like how to, mm-hmm. how to make our, make our, make it feel as if what we're doing is viable. And I don't, know if there is a way to always have it feel that way like i don't yeah i don't know yeah, how totally. to do that you know yeah well it's a it's a constant hustle and it's it's yeah like it takes like so much work and and like my my like my version of this you know we're, we're in a similar arena but i feel like i have a lot have a lot easier because what we're doing right now is actually very enjoyable and easy for me because mm-hmm. I love talking to people and then, you know, editing it all down is, is kind of a pain that, you know, but I still like editing video and I still, I really do love doing the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's like the amount of you, you don't, it's not consistent on what you get back, you know, based off of what you put in. Like I can yes. bust my ass as hard as I possibly can and work 14 hour days to make all mm-hmm. this content that I'm putting out. And then that's like, that's like a week's worth of stuff and okay it didn't and so i kind of wanted to follow this thread of like what i was identifying with like oh, sure. that that, yeah. that first part is just like i i feel like that was my first hill and i'm kind of over that like i do have okay. people who like what i do are art, you know artistically and stuff and that's great 
and uh, I love what I do. So would you say? And would so you say that it's that? It's that feedback that 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 really keeps you going. Like that's that's like getting like how much feedback do you how much positive feedback do you need to feel as if you have succeeded with one of your endeavors? Um. Well, okay. Let me operationally define success here. Um, okay. Real quick, because <laughs> luckily, as I've gotten older, um, I think it's just a, a function of age and experience, but the 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 highest bar and the most important like success for me is to be happy with the the thing and to be I finished it I I, I had a an idea I did it and it's finished and I really like it that's that's for me more rewarding than anything else you know so I, I mentioned the thing about like oh people you know I don't I don't get the feedback on music and stuff but what I've noticed is as you know because the podcast has helped with my you know art you know, people enjoying my art and stuff, but I find I don't get a whole lot of, I feel more kind of weird and bashful when I get like the praise that I thought I was like hoping for or something from people. Mm. Um, it, it, can, it can kind of make me feel a little squirmy and, uh, and I feel like I, a, what I've realized, is it like an imposter kind of way? Like, yes, like you're like, wait, totally. is this real? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. Yep. Um, and I think, I think what, this 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 itch that I've been trying to scratch my whole life by doing some sort of artistic endeavor. I think I, I've got that. I finally found what that is, and that is to kind of like be part of a community that full of people that I look up to and respect, and feel like I am one of them. Mm. And so I I feel like I've done that to an extent, to an extent that I'm very happy with. So in that Good. regard, I am super stoked. So that was like the first like hurdle, but I feel like what I more see in what you're doing, you know, I've, I got really political during the, uh, you know, the wake of the George Floyd murder and everything that was going mm -hmm. on in Seattle. And I had a lot of people not super stoked about me getting political on the show. Oh. And then I've always inserted my, my brand of comedy. And I, I really liked I love goofing off. I love comedy. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the stuff I do is pretty funny. Of course I do because it's my sense of humor. <laughs> but I have noticed that when I do that, some people get pretty angry and they like, and they don't get it. Cause I do a really dry kind of like, you know, I, I Tim and Eric was like my, the, like sure. that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my, my shit right there. So like yeah. that, that can be kind of alienating because people don't know if they're the, is this a joke? Is am I the butt of the joke? <laughs> am I the joke? Yeah. Right. And to me, the, the funniest part is, is the confusion. So like that is actually funny to me. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just like, when I try to, I feel like there's been things that I've done where it's, this is my self-expression and I'm using this, this mode you know, or this medium that I've, I've got this podcast and everything to be self-expressive. And I feel yep. like there's a lot of like, just keep bringing the, the, the talks with the people we want to hear from, you know? And I know well, this isn't everybody just, out there. Like this is yeah. just the loud people and the, you know, very few too. This doesn't even happen that often. It takes like one, you know, yep. It'll, you'll get yep. one in a month and then you're like, I'm a fucking hack, you know? Yep. And it's like, well, but <laughs> You're still getting the same people listening. You just haven't heard from them. You're just hearing from the loud, per you know, I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. 
you could you could actually and I don't know if you've experienced this, but you could actually get a lot of positive feedback and it still wouldn't matter. You get that one, you're like, oh my God, he's right. Totally. Absolutely. All these yep. other people don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I actually uh started this folder of that I just call nice emails. And I just, you know, screen oh. grab anybody anybody who says something nice, because I am because of that aversion to that and my propensity to hang on the few negative, I build this this folder just so I can you know, go, like, and it's not like I go through and read it all the time, but I see that sure. folder on the desktop and it reminds me like, remember, like everything's fine. Cause you could, you yep. just get in your own head and everything. And you know, like, where do I go from here? And I'm a really, really bad business person. Um, and to take, you know, like, I want this to be my profession, but I feel weird about trying to do the things that are necessary to make it my profession mm. because I feel weird about money. So it's just like, there's all these, like, it's just a constant swirl. And I feel like what I see in you, I feel like you, cause you, you've got a, a way bigger audience and you've been doing this longer. I feel mm. like, um, what I see in you is like, fuck this. I'm going all in on me. And I, I just like, I can't, I can't try to juggle all of this stuff anymore. I'm going to do this. And if, if people, if you don't like it, then I'm, I'm sorry that maybe I disappointed you, but like, I have to do this, you know, that's what yeah. I get from your, your comedy and your, uh, your political stuff. And it's been really inspiring because I'm, I've, I've been in waves, like maybe I should dial this down or maybe I should, you know, I don't know. So that was a huge fucking ramble. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it all was necessary. Well, let me, can we, let me tie one bow on this. Just one really, yes, just to please. put cherry on top of all this and yep. everything that I've just kind of been talking about, talking about it right now with you for a publicly released thing. Now I also get a bunch of weird swirly, like, do I sound like, what, how do I say? And then I get my head about this. Like, do, are people interested in hearing about this? Like, is this something mm. I should share? You know? I think, well, I mean, I, I think that, like, first of all, what I think we're talking about here is anxiety. Um, yeah. that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I think we're talking about. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people suffer from anxiety. I think a lot of people uh, experience anxiety because, one, I mean, there's the there's anxiety disorders, right, where you, you actually, like, are so predisposed to anxiety that um, you start it starts to affect your life in a negative way and I, I that's been part of my life for a long time um and then uh there's this the fact <clears throat> that the world is like it, it will make you feel that way like it, it will do that to you because mm -hmm. like you mentioned like the housing thing earlier it's like there's so much uncertainty in in everything like you know for for all generations um i believe like not knowing, you know, how, how much money we're going to make and if we're going to be able to do this thing or this thing, or, you know, if we're going to be able to live in a part of the city that like <laughs> means right. our commutes aren't like three hours long and all this stuff. Like, um, it's just one of those things that's built into being alive in the system in, uh, that, that, that we are in. And I, I believe, I think it's just universal at this point. And I think one of the, the things that I am, um, really grateful for for 
and that I don't want to give up necessarily is that what I do for my, my living now, whatever the hell it is, at least I can say that I've, I broke out of the, that, like that, some aspect of that, that like, you know, I should be able to theoretically control my existence in such a way that I can, I can say, well, at least I'm not commuting to work, to, to work for somebody that is not me. And, you know, uh, you know, like having, here. no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I was a construct. I was an electrician for five mm-hmm. years. You know, when I started the podcast, I was, you know, mm. starting work at 6 a.m. And, and editing and recording in the evenings and, you know, like hoping that I would one yep. day get to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get here and then it's a whole other set of anxieties. And so you realize I'm it's still like, part of this capitalist structure, you know, and it's and, like, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's so I, I hate it because like, like you start talking about it and like, like, there, like you said earlier, like you don't want to talk about it because like you, you worried that like people are going to judge you for it. When I was a kid. I saw all this stuff too. Like and 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 it hasn't changed. So when I talk about it sometimes I feel like I'm like 12 years old again, mm-hmm. like you know, listening to 9 inch nails and just being like, "Oh, the world's so fucked up." Right. It's like, "Well, yeah. it is." Like Yeah, it still yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mhm. So I I there there is there's not really I don't I don't personally feel like I have any sense of security uh in in what I do. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of pathological. Like I, I, it's bad. I'm, I'm going to talk to a therapist about this soon. Uh, I haven't talked to a therapist in a really long time. Um, but it's time for me to do this because it's mm-hmm. gotten so bad that like, you know, I'm having thoughts about my position in this world that I don't want to have. I don't think that they are productive yep. to, um, living. <laughs> do you, yeah. Um, do you mean this world as in like the world or like this world of our community or both? Like, well, both. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I mean, I'm, so, I'm, I have like, uh, what do they call it? What's the diagnosis? It sounds so impressively bad. Um, oh, God, why am I blanking on this? It's basically like major depressive disorder. Um, oh, okay. Sure. So, and I've, I've actually, for the first time in my life, have been kind of free of the, the, the deep valley of that due to good. finding the right medication and having good, you know, so I've been good there, but, I've always just been a super self-analytical spinning out kind of person. So like the thought right. process is there, but just the, the, you know, the, the suicidal ideation isn't, and I'm not saying that you, I'm not saying that's what, that would, that is what you are speaking to, but that's something that's that I, what I'm speaking about. Yeah. yeah that's what I, I'm talking about because, and that's right. I want to just, yeah, that I'm so sorry that you're going through that because I went through that for, from 12 to 36, seven so I know what that is and it's it's a rough place to be in and there's it's a hopeless place to be in a lot of times. It's hopeless. Of- that's that's what mm-hmm. it comes down to is that is that you don't see any way out of of mm-hmm. the thing. And I mean if you if you look at me right now, like you look at me in this room, I am surrounded by wonderful things. I am living I am in a wonderful house. I have two wonderful dogs and I have a wonderful partner. All that is wonderful. But when I think about like my like when I when I close my eyes and project into sort of this new newosphere sort of mental space that I'm in, where like like God, my views on YouTube are going down. Like like you know, I just like I feel like an idiot all the time. Like, what if I have to start going back to an office or something like that? And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't think I could handle that. Like, Same I don't here. think I, I could. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, uh. 
uh, you start scrambling in your brain. You're like, like, well, shit. Like, there's literally, like, I don't know what I can do differently in in this job. I don't know what I could. Uh, part, part of this, by the way, is like, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can when I go to a therapist to talk to about this stuff that they'll be able to sort of let me see through some of these like what seem like impenetrable walls. Mm-hmm, but like. Mm-hmm. Part of me was like, oh, well, I could always just go work for a music tech company, you know, like that could be a thing. But they are all fucking imploding. Like, like they are like Ableton is firing tons of people. Native Instruments is firing tons of people. Um, Like everyone is like tightening their belts or getting pulled up or or, excuse me, pulled in by like private equity or or venture capitalism. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. they're going to fire a bunch of people. Like, I don't. I mean, so many of my friends outside of the music industry have gone through this very recently. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad time to be a person in America. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, It's just yeah. not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. it doesn't matter necessarily. It doesn't, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are insulated from this, right? I'm sure there are some people that like, like for whatever reason, either like their, you know, mental state is, is such that they don't have to worry about this or their material predicament is such that they don't have to worry about this. But, you know, I'm I'm pretty well off and I, I am not feeling that. So it's like, I don't so, know where that's supposed to totally. happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I want to just, there's one thing that I noticed, like I, I listen to a lot of like, you know, comedy and just like, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are just art artists of all sorts, just talking about their craft. And I've heard some of mm-hmm. the most famous, rich people on these shows talk about you know, that fear of it could all stop tomorrow. Like people who literally mm. have, they could give like half their money away and still like retire in a villa somewhere, you know, like you're fine. So, but, okay. But so it's a mentality. Quick, like, but there is a thing. There is a thing that like the more you have, the the worse it gets. Like the, the, the oh, worse yeah, that mentality I think, gets. No, I think there's, I think that's true for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely a mind fuck. I want to ask you. So you mentioned you had like anxiety your whole yeah. life. Is this your, is this, your first or is this like depression depression kind of morph of of this this on we is this new or yeah. have you have you had so depression is new for you well i actually don't as have far as the hopelessness oh is that what you was i mean as since you've been through this that's you're you're like yeah that's what that is <laughs> i yeah, guess so yeah it's, i guess it's funny a lot of people think there depression is just being sad but it's it's yeah like yeah it could be if irritable or just you know it's 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 got it's i this is what i say about depression it is coy it is sneaky mm-hmm. and it's convincing mm-hmm. and it wants to keep you there it mm-hmm. wants you to stay there and that hopelessness is the anchor and mm. there is nothing that you can be told and and nope. and, and i to make that stop and i know this but I still feel obliged to tell you something, even though I told mm-hmm. you that hearing something. Um, no, it's good. It's, it can it's good. go like, like that. Hopelessness can evaporate, and the hopelessness is like the 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 base of it for me was like it will never go away. Yep, and that was part of it. And I can tell yep. you from personal experience, after f- almost twenty years straight of it, it can go away. Um, so I just wanted to say that's that to important you because, to hear. Well, yeah, because I mean, I, for, I'm thank you for sharing such, you know, personal things. But when I like, when I hear that, I hear, okay, we are in the same 
we're in the same like un- unfortunate club. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's a shitty club to mm-hmm. be a part of. But I'm I'm in this club, and I just I just felt I had to say that to you. You know, so if there's Thank anything, you. I really that appreciate that. This, yeah, like I am I am hopeful. I mean, like like literally, like I like sent an email. Like what time is it? Two two twenty three right now. I sent an email like an hour ago to uh, set up a uh, an intake call with a local therapist uh, mm-hmm. at two 30 tomorrow. <laughs> like, okay. like, like this is all, this is all moving rather fast. And I, it's because I, I, I'm like, I had like a little breakthrough recently and I'm like, wow, like this, something needs to happen. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I have mm-hmm. to do something like I've, I've, there's, I realized that there was no one I could talk. Like you mentioned, like no, no one that anything is no one that anything, anything, Anything that, oh my God, nothing that anybody says to you makes a dent in it. Like, 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 like you, or you having all this emphasize like, around you, or if your views go up, like none of that's going to change sh- anything. No, if, nothing changes. Something, a, no, exactly. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm like, okay, well, um, but, but per, it was specifically like the fact that like, I realized that nobody I could talk to, I didn't, I couldn't talk to anybody about this in a way that would help it land. Like, like that would actually make a difference. And so I'm like, well, shit, like that's what therapists are for. <laughs> because <Yep>. <laughs> they're literally, they went to school to like learn to talk to people about this. And I'm like, I, I like, I had not to get too hard into it, but like, you know, I came out to my partner about having the, the, the suicidal ideations and, and he, it was, it really hurt him because he was like, he was like, well, fuck, like, you know, what about me? Like, what, that's like, one of the a- darkest and worst parts about it is like, it, you don't want to tell your partners because you're, you may be worried about that, or you do tell them and that happens. And it, you can't, if they've never had that experience, you cannot really fully explain to them that, no, trust me, like, you might be the thing that's actually keeping me from going, yeah. going through with it. Trust me, you're not yeah. doing anything to cause it. But you yeah. also, like, this is in here, you can't fix it. You know, like, yep. and that's a hard thing because I always want to fix my loved ones when I hear they're in pain, you know, I want to fix them. So that's a, people do that. And that's a hard thing to try to get through to somebody like, listen, I appreciate the help, but all I really mm-hmm. need is just you to be you. And that's what I told my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, just keep being you. That's all you can do for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a hard, well, Yeah, once topic. you realize that, yeah, that once you realize that, like, like there are some things that even, you know, the people that are closest to you as friends can't really fix for you and help you get Uh through. That's when you have two choices. You can either attempt to live with it and, and you won't be able to, it'll, it it will destroy you Uh and your, Uh everything that you do. Like it'll destroy your relationship with your job. It'll destroy your relationship with your, uh, your partner. Um, and then eventually it'll just destroy you. So it's like, okay, well, that's not really an option. So you better go fucking talk to somebody. And, totally. You know, absolutely. I'm on, I'm on some, I'm on some pills for, uh, for anxiety. That was the one thing that I did, uh, get kind of worked on like a few years ago, but it sounds like mm-hmm. I need, need to go talk to somebody about some other pills. Um, I was so or just talk. I just, <laughs> just talk. Did, would not take antidepressants cause I had tried some in high school and some in college and they just didn't ever like really work. And I yeah. got super into meditation and I was like, I can beat this. I can do it. Mm. And it was like this weird, like pride thing of like, I don't want to have to rely on a pill, but eventually it just sure. got to the point where I was like, I can't keep doing this not only to myself, but like, this is affecting my wife. Like we're married, we share a life and this is affecting, I, I have to do this for me and her. 
And God, I'm so glad that I found the right thing because it literally mm-hmm. changed my life. Like, I can't believe I used to think that everybody had suicidal ideation constantly and that they were just mm. lying. About it. Like, I, I believe. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, uh, I used to only make friends with people who had the fear. I called it the fear. Well, if, so, if I, if did I you get that from Pulp, the band Pulp? Um, no, I, I. They have a song called old... The Fear and it's about. Oh, this. really? Is yeah, it me about and my that? Oh, it's shit. About like depression and anxiety. Yes, totally. There, There's a line in a Travis song uh, where he says, The fear is here. And it always stuck with me. But then there's the Lily Allen song, The Fear, that also is uh, very much like that. I'm not mm-hmm. sure where it came from. It's just sort of like a healthy and pervasive terror of the uh of of being alive and i'm like yeah i called it doom i was always friends with people that 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 knew what that was like like that's how i made friends with people (laughs) totally yeah trauma bonding yeah i guess that's what it is um cool well anyways so let's get back to youtube you mentioned um you asked like You were like, well, why are you, why are you, you know, doing this kind of content? And I think it's kind of a Hail Mary. It's, it's kind of like, I am, I am so afraid when it comes to making stuff for YouTube at this point. And I am so lost in terms of like what my point is on this platform that I'm just, I'm just like spraying, spraying it all. Like, I don't, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all I can Honest, do at this yeah. point. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I'm not, this is going to be a weird thing to word. I am not stoked or relieved uh, that to hear that, you know, you, you are, you're feeling this yeah. way lately. Um, but it does like, I kind of was getting that vibe. And I think it's because I get that vibe when I'm, when I'm in a similar situation. When you're like really you. expressing yourself like, yeah. For t- and yeah, yeah. And I have, I've done it and I have retracted from it because of fear of my yep. own, you know, so to see you doing it has been really inspiring me. Um, so I just like, good. that's, I was just so excited and, um, that's yeah, really, really cool to hear to with you on for, you know, and say the, the retraction oh. aspect of it is, is where I'm kind of at right now. I, I was like, I was just in the pro- process actually, uh, before we logged on and I was actually kind of finishing it up a little bit while we were talking was like re-editing some of my thumbnails to be like, to take my face out of them because like I've had like some, I had a really weird, I don't know. Like, like I just had a really terrible interaction on Reddit, like where people in a circle jerk subreddit were like tearing into me. Uh, They didn't think I would ever see what they were talking about. And I did. And, uh, and it was just like, fuck man. Like it's those, it's those voices that you, that you like, all the all the doubt voices that you have in your head when you start making content people actually start saying those things out loud they, they yep. you can find they, them and like saying you said those they don't about, think you're ever going to hear it and sometimes they yeah. say it to you as if you're not the person that made exactly. it exactly like you're yeah. like some like entity that is like you a- see some comment that it's like oh this guy thinks he's blah 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 i'm like bro where do you think the fucking comment goes <laughs> yeah yeah like no shit <laughs> Like you get notifications on your phone, right? For your social media stuff. Like I know I turn everything off. I've actually yeah, blocked yeah. Twitter and Instagram and Facebook on my, on, and Reddit on my phone. And I, I, I only occasionally check up with them now on, um, on my computer computer, but, uh, 
after that altercation on Reddit, I was like, oh man, I got to not like, I got to just step back from this stuff. Um, so that retraction <laughs> thing is for real because like you, you know, I, I don't know if you went through this when you were, when you were still trying to figure out your mental health, but when I was much younger, I, I had more of like a, a bipolar thing going on, like a manic depressive thing where I'd have, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody is familiar with what that's like, it's like manic, you're like, Voom, baby! I'm gonna cover this whole fucking U2 album with this one synthesizer this weekend, yeah. and then yeah, you yeah. don't do it because you don't can't fucking focus, and then like uh-huh. um, you know, might get something done. Who the hell knows? And then you get mm-hmm. then you get depressed, and you uh, you you know, get depressed, and you're like, wow, I'm a piece of shit. Yep. Um, and so exactly that, that ebb and flow is uh terrible. Um. If you can harness the manic phase, a lot of people like will like not seek treatment because the manic phase makes them feel really powerful uh, and mm-hmm. really like like you know va 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 voom. Um, so that's what it was like when I was a kid, and like it's I, I haven't really felt that ebb and flow, um, but I, maybe I'm just not as tuned in. Maybe it's not as visceral as it used to be because it, it does seem to sort of be there sometimes. I'll like I'll like put out a video that I worked like a week or so on, it'll be something that like, I feel really, really strongly about. And then the way that content works, is just like, it goes out and then it disappears. And like, like yep. it, it doesn't matter anymore. It's like, it, yep. it's, it's, you might not ever get another comment on it again. It's like, and mm-hmm. then you start like looking at it, like, oh, wow, I maybe people don't like that. Maybe it was just like, you know, maybe it just has no staying power. Like maybe my, the yeah. audience outside the the main audience that like watches my stuff, like doesn't care about it. And of course the platform makes that happen. Like it will do that to Absolutely. And there's, I mean, think about how many people are out there putting stuff. I mean, right now, how many YouTube Huge. videos are being uploaded yeah. right now? Um, yeah. So I think, you know, speaking to the, I've had the exact same thing with the manic thing and everything. I think I have two thoughts on that, why it's different now. One, we've just experienced it. We're older, um, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we, we know, we know the deal. We've been to the rodeo, but I think also, mm-hmm. you know, as you're younger, you just have way more, like you have more testosterone and maybe just, you know, there's just a lot oh, more yeah. hormones going on and stuff. So it's a lot more emotionally based, but I do feel like when I do feel like when I feel that now, that's my, I've learned to trust that cue that I'm onto something. And when I say onto something, I talk about that, that version of success that I have really internalized as the most valuable to me is when I have done the thing that I wanted to do and I'm proud of mm. it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, don't throw away that, that feeling of like, oh, I'm getting, you know, cause you're, you're it, m- mania can be damaging and everything, but sure. like, um, you As know, we get older, I, it's just it's just energy. It's like, oh, I actually yeah, have energy right. to do something. Not, yeah. I should probably do something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just play the new Zelda game today. Oh, mm. but I have been though. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Um, awesome. Well, shit, we are we're at an hour, and there is like so much more shit I wanted to talk to you about. I don't want to take up too much <laughs> of your time, and I uh, also. I mean, we can- uh, we can talk more if you want to. Like it's all good. Uh, we, I just we, yeah, maybe a little bit more. I have to. I have to actually okay. leave to drive up to teach a class here in not too long. But um, oh, okay, sure. I just like. It, I want to also just say like I don't want to just is, sound like I'm is just. Is this like, what you wanted this episode you. to be like? By the way, like this is one hundred probably the weirdest nope. fucking episode of this show that you've done. <laughs> I no, actually, a lot of the time when we get like super in the weeds of like mental health and really being, you know, vulnerable and sharing this. I feel like those are the, those are the episodes that I get the most positive, like 
you talking, mm. you sharing this whole thing right now, as people are going to listen to it, you're going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think it's going to be very valuable. Um, okay. So yes, this is what I was, I, I actually is better than what I was hoping. Um, okay. <laughs> and this is why I wanted to talk to you because I feel like, I felt like I could see, I could see you in there in these videos. And I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm picking up on something that is familiar uh -huh. to me. Um, yeah. It turns out you were, you were right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, so I also, I don't want to just get, sit here and pile on comments and, and seem sycophantic, but there's just one more thing I wanted to play, like just to, to kind of cap everything off was like mm -hmm. all these feelings that you're having and the swirling anxieties and should I, should I not and everything. I love that you sure. kind of just buckled down and been like, you know what? I'm just going to take on these big companies and call them out for their fucking bullshit. So I'm kind of curious, like mm. when did that start with like, you know, like I feel like uh, you've been, you've been really flexing your activism and, and using your platform. And I know that's a mm -hmm. thing where some people get dicey and can talk shit about that or something. But I feel like with your platform that you have and what you're doing, especially for the, the trans community, I think is like, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a cis white dude. So I, yeah, same. <laughs> it doesn't mean as, yeah, it doesn't mean as much from me, but I am like, I'm stoked to see it. You know, I'm yeah. stoked, to, stoked to see somebody is because you can, those companies that you're talking about, they, they hear you <laughs> like, Mm. If I mention it on just the podcast, maybe they trickle in, but they hear you for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's fucking brave. Uh, it's and weird. Does that freak you, though, does that freak mean, you out at all? Or? No, I don't, I don't really feel it like in a way that freaks me out. Um, uh, like for those of you that don't know, like I, I did a video, I did a, a few videos, but I think the one he's talking about right now is, is, um, there's a company called Spitfire Audio that makes high quality sampled uh, stuff, uh, like like sampled instruments. You know, like you think about contact orchestras and shit like that. They've been around for a really long time, and they are well thought of. They are well uh, considered in the industry, and they're uh, they're a co-owner, co-founder, a uh, guy named Christian Henson. Um, tweeted a, a really weird tweet where he's like, "I'm coming out in full support of um, Glenner uh, Graham Li Grand Lineham." and um, J.K. Rowling uh, in terms of their views on um, transphobia, basically. And it it's it's a whole thing. Like it, it's, it, I'll put it's the hard link to in the show description like, to this video okay, because sure. it's, it's great. I, uh, uh, so I did a video about that um, and uh, I didn't see, like some stuff happened. Like, like Henson, um, you know, said he was stepping down from the company. Um, I was going to ask, was that even, even though he didn't really, it was more like a genuflection or a, a posturing yes, thing. Exactly. Was that in response to your video? Uh, it would not have happened. I don't think without, um, I guess the response of pressure. To, it was the response to, to the response yeah. of your video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But you know, he's still co-owner of the companies, um, on paper. So he's, he's still there. Um, and they just started, I mean, they just, they're putting out multiple things with Ableton, uh, Spitfire is. So it's like, um, you know, that was Ableton's got new push three out and, you know, they got this MPE shit and like, uh, Spitfire's working with them on like two 
two separate products. Uh, one of them's already out. And they're putting out with another one, I think. I don't know. Anyways, it's so it's like I don't really feel like the needle moved all that much. Um, I got I, I, with that and the and the videos about like like um, the industry stuff. The, a lot of people in that that had positive comments were from the industry, um, which was very interesting. And then mm -hmm. a lot of the naysayers who were like, shut up and like, you know, you're, you're a spoiled little bitch. Um, you know, can't believe you want to get paid for this. Those are people that are not in the industry. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I know who I'm going to, you know, kind of pay attention to, um, mm -hmm. here in terms of like, like who I believe. Um, however, since, especially the industry one where it's basically like, look, you know, we're doing, we're doing a job here. Like I, I just spent like three days shooting and editing a video about a goddamn MIDI to CV converter, like, like multiple <laughs> situations. Like I had to set up all these different patches, shoot all these things like editing for like, you know, two days. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? That's and this is no shame into on the void until it stares back shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> I am not, uh, and, and please, like, I, I actually really love the company that, that put this thing out. Like, absolutely, it has nothing together, to do with a piece of gear. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like holy moly, like this is this is insane. Like, I'm doing a ton of work, and and if I did, if I had done that work for like, you know, a uh, like the company that I used to work for as an employee, it would have been horrific because it would have been for some terrible like like you know corporate shit for Microsoft. And I probably mm. would have had my edit like completely dissected and, um, I would have had to like deal with producers and clients and all this stuff. And with this, you know, what I do is what goes out and, and they're usually really happy about that. So that's great. But mm -hmm. like, there's just the sheer, like, like amount of work to, to product sort of thing to like really be able to show some of this stuff off is far beyond what, um, I am making off of, uh, like the, like people think ad rev, like ad revenue pays for this AdSense pays for this. No, like y'all are fucking crazy. Like AdSense doesn't mm. shit. <laughs> Not with the, right. Yeah. You're that, getting, like, I yeah. get on this and I turn off my, I don't have, uh, like pre-roll ads on like, because I don't want people to have to like, I don't know. Like, I don't want people to have to like wait for some terrible, like loud ad about some weird shit to play before they have to watch one of my videos. Cause I feel like that right. could just like turn them off and they won't want to watch a video at all. Mm -hmm. So there, I, I would love to like, to, to, to do this stuff and have it, um, have it, have it like pay for my existence. Um, but it is not possible right now. Um, and I don't know if it'll ever be possible because there's always going to be people that are just willing to make content. That's the thing. It's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Like I could, doesn't matter if I do it or not because someone else is going to do it anyways. Like, right. So it's kind of a weird place to be. And this is, this is also feeding back into like the whole mental health thing. It's like, okay, well, you know, I put myself in this position. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say my piece on it. And that way, at least people know. Um, and uh, I don't know if it'll change anything, but at least I said what I needed to say about it. Well, and how many people wouldn't know about it? But with your reach, you know, like we're we're in a you know we're in a sub niche of a sub niche, really. Like, yeah, with that's what true. We, and and I have to remember doing. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as that goes, like you're one of you have you have a what you can cast a wide net, and if you feel like mm. there is some like actual injustice going on with people within our community i feel like yeah. if you that's right for you it's 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 righteous quite literally it feels good it feels good it. to yeah. try and try and do 
the right thing. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, with the with the trans community stuff, it's like it, it's just it's so crazy to me how insane the transphobia has gotten and how it's, divorced it from reality wild. it is. Yes, it's fucking it is crazy. Wild, yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm gay, so like I I dealt with being ostracized and coming out, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody who is queer has to kind of like navigate two growing ups kind of, they, they totally. Yeah. Ha- they, yeah. Like you, you, you grow up before you realize you're queer and then you grow up again after, <laughs> after you realize you're queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it, it can be a lot of work and, and uh, oh, imagine, none of these yeah. people who are dealing with this are, are like trying to fuck with anybody. Like, like, I've known a lot of queer people of various kinds throughout my years. And like, everyone's just like trying to figure their shit out. Um, Mm -hmm. and especially trans people, like it's, so Mm -hmm. it's just like, fuck you. Like, fuck, fuck you. Because it's the problem. Isn't just the problem. Isn't just like, it's not just trans people. Like, it's not just about trans people. It's about anybody trying to find their way in this world in a, in a way where they're like trying to like be authentic to themselves, because I don't mm-hmm. think that the normal like way of being anymore is working for us as a society. Like, I don't think that like, like yeah. the system that <laughs> we're in is working for us. It's not healthy. No, and so it's going to implode for sure. It's yeah. And I, I think that if we can change, if we can empower people to feel confident that their feelings and, and their, their, their needs are valid as opposed to like kind of shoving them away and and ignoring them because like, it's not good for the system to feel that way. Then, Mm. then maybe we can have like, maybe we can slowly like build up enough people to have some kind of systematic change or at least build, build up enough people to like, you know, bring the guillotines to the, to the Capitol. I don't fucking know what we need. (laughs) No, totally. No, I, I, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I think also with the, like the, you should keep politics out of this or whatever. It's like, okay, maybe like policy on like who pays for patching up the roads, but like, it's not just like the oppression of like people, um, you know, like we just don't want them to have these, like it's, it's, it's actually like an attack and the, the language that's being used right now against the trans community um, from the right side and the Jordan Peterson's yeah. and all these black jobs, you know, is, mm-hmm. is one of, of violence. It's, it's, and it's one that yeah, is, is inviting the person hearing it to, you know, take, like take engage action in it. violence. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I feel like, yeah, it's fine to talk about this on a synthesizer video. If one of the things that I'm talking about, it's related to, because it's mm-hmm. this giant company that's working with, and here, like you said, like, uh, everything the other video you did recently where it's like everything's trans it's like oh sure this yeah. whole music community is like s- some of some of the most genius fucking people in our music community yeah. are trans people and it's like i just feel like that's a huge disconnect it's like okay sure if you feel this way like why did you go and tweet it you know like when you yeah. know you have like that guy can't be so dumb to not realize the amount of connection it's- his <sighs> job yeah, has it's complicated the trans community yeah i don't oh oh so yeah christian henson like yeah i mean like like he knows he has to know my dude like you you employ through spitfire so many creatives like so many like 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 the orchestras you work with like like all like i mean and when i did that video i showed like like he had i tried to sh- 
uh, how do I put this? That was the point of the video was to show that like, look, the, you coming out like this has already impacted people who are just like making creative content for you. Like you, you have already shit on, on your professional community by doing this. Um, there's another British composer who I recently discovered. What's his name? Um, hold on a second. Stephen Hilton. This guy, Stephen Hilton, he is like, his his Wikipedia is fucking nuts. Like he has done a ton of really big Hollywood soundtracks. And now he's like, you know, he's like got like a merch store that says like shirts that say like anti-woke on them. And he's like retweeting like everything regarding the 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 playbook that the the all, that the right is having including like lgbt or groomers trans or groomers mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah uh what's uh greta thunberg is a thumb um like just like like everything and i'm like uh-huh why are the british people losing their minds like 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 what turns somebody from having this like incredible incredibly like artistic career where you're a composer and you're connected to this community and then like something happens and 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 you you lose your mind now it is more complicated than that i do not know christian and i do not know steven uh Mm -hmm. so there is a possibility here of you know some personal tragedy in their lives that has caused them to have these thoughts maybe so i don't want to dismiss their you know mental health as a as a as a thing um i don't want to reduce them to objects but at the same time the damage that's done through these actions that they're now taking on a regular basis, um, I think kind of outweigh <laughs> like that <clears throat> consideration at this point. Yeah. And I, I feel like also something that's just like, well, cause I, I want to acknowledge one thing, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm saying like, absolutely. You should be able, you know, you should, I I'm stoked that you're speaking up on this and, you know, but they, they in their heads are feeling the same way that we're feeling about this, but they think we're the crazy people. So I want to acknowledge that that's a thing. Um, obviously, they're the crazy ones, but they would say the exact same thing. Um, but we're yeah, like, and know. they're and they're a hundred percent convinced that like, totally. like that. Yeah, there's there's also a lot of these people that don't believe what they're saying. Like Matt, like, oh, like, totally. like Matt oh, yeah. Walsh. Matt Walsh. I don't yeah, believe absolutely. he believes what he's saying. Um, I mean, we and. We, Tucker Carlson, they're all on record now. Oh, thanks yeah, to the, exactly. I mean, none of yeah. these guys believe this shit. Like, but the, I totally but, but agree. The, like you said, when you're calling for like, when you're, when, when the results of what you say are, are basically a, a task, like a, you're doing stochastic terrorism. You're, you're basically saying, mm-hmm. oh yeah, for like, sure. man, it'd be a shame if like, you know, there were no more of this kind of people in the world. Ha <laughs> ha. Wink, wink. I think Matt Walsh like, is doing, not doing it less like 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 subtly uh, anymore overtly i think he's just outright saying this shit you know yeah he is and and on on the platform that elon musk uh let's let it go by it's god i hate this shit i hate this shit so fucking much (laughs) i know i I, I hate it so much i i like hate watch this stuff like i i oh no don't do that well no i don't no 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 i don't watch their no i guess i don't hate watch i uh i well it's actually not hate it's the opposite i like I follow the, you know, the downfall of all of these terrible, like, it seems like a lot of these really, really terrible people are all kind of slowly starting to have like a downfall. I mean, look at with Trump, Andrew Tate, like Mm -hmm. all these people. 
and I'm kind of like, like not yeah, hate watching, Wilson. but watching with glee is like, look, oh, the shot we've caught sure. them all. Yeah, we've, and also just like you said, because I've always thought this, like none of these guys believe what they're saying. It's getting them to get money, but mm-hmm. they're talking to impressionable young people mostly mm-hmm. who are falling for it, or uh, you know, older people who don't, who unfortunately don't have the media literacy skills necessary to navigate our very fucking complicated and connected world now that's continuing to become more and more so, you know? Mm -hmm. So like it's, that's, that's been like the thing that's, that icks me out the most is like, fuck, these guys don't believe this, but they just know there's an audience for it. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, to just like they're falling one by one, Steven Crowder, you know, like all these fucking pieces of shit. It's like, but the shitty thing is, is with today's world, they're like, well, yeah, that's because Soros is like sticking the new world order on them. And, you know, it's just like, Fuck. oh, my fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, with, with Trump specifically, like, you know, he's he's slipped out of so much um, accountability legally that at this point, it's like. When when people are in jail or, or when people are completely deplatformed and, and or disgraced. Um, in such a way that they are no longer able to use a position to spread the kind of hate that they are. I will, you know, I'm not going to rejoice because it's, we got a lot of work to do, but like, I, that's when I'll be like, fucking good. Um, like we'll see, like, like there's there's a lot of Andrew Tate's going to die in a Romanian prison. So that's, that's pretty That's surprising. Honestly, (laughs) I'm I'm pretty (laughs) surprised about that. Um, I really, I really expected him to just be out and about, uh, pretty soon, but yeah. I don't really want to talk about this anymore. Like this, I know, this, I know. I'm is... sorry. I'm sorry. This no, yeah, it's okay. We don't even have to go down this route. I can even edit some of this stuff out. But like, it's okay. It's just, I think it just speaks to the fact that we there needs to be the there needs to be the opposite side out. Yeah, you know, we there so needs to be I, the resistance. I uh I I became very uh, very hardcore leftist um in in a lot of my ideologies specifically like, once i had a name for them um through uh content creators on youtube that make content that um, Same here. speaks yeah. to this yeah uh-huh. and and i'm internally grateful to all of them um and and because of that i have there's a blueprint you know it's like oh well here's how you here's how you can like well here's content that helped me get to where I am, like, and think about this stuff, like, oh, I can make content like that too. To me, like a good de-radicalization video or a good, like, like, um, here's, here's, here's what the, the words and names for the philosophies behind what you're feeling. Um, you know, here's a small introduction to Marxism. Here's like, you know, a history of why this went wrong or this went wrong. And, um, here's a name for the philosophy that like, you know, uh-huh. has already been talked about that you, you, you know, could be feeling in here's the rebuttal to it. All that right. stuff is so fantastic. And, um, it can have an amazing amount of power, especially when it's delivered with a little hint of personality, right? Like that's why BreadTube or what this is all colloquially referred to works is because it's delivered with this, this personality. And, you know, I, I can't turn my channel into that, but I can, if there's something like these subjects that we're talking about that I think are um, relevant to this world that I see being radicalized. I see a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like, like, 
like our synthesizer space has has some nastiness to it it's like misogyny and homophobia and transphobia and just like uh it's got a nasty nasty little underbelly and um i don't really think that that should be the case (laughs) i don't think that the the industry that that makes musical instruments uh should have even like a, a tiny whiff of that bullshit involved in it. I, um, yep, so totally agree. If I can help contribute to that, then, um, then yeah, I'm going to do that. I think that is an excellent place to end part one okay. of red means record <laughs> red means recording on a modular podcast, because we have like, I want to like, I like to get to know. Maybe we'll talk about modular next time. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about synthesizers <laughs> or something, but uh, no, this, this is definitely like, like, honestly, like I, I wanted to have this conversation recorded or not. Like I, after watching yeah. this stuff, I was like, oh, I want to I want to chat with Jeremy about this because I love yeah. turning turning uh, social interactions into content. That's my favorite thing. We should I actually do, too. And and it's yeah, I do, too. I, I just like creating shit constantly. So, yeah, yeah, let's let's become best friends, but we'll document the whole thing. Um, OK, sure. All right. Sound good. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for coming back to Podular Modcast. Thank you to all the sponsors. For a mess, Patchwork Seattle, After Later Audio, Novation. Thank you to Basil and Casper for sending over the Aikido and the Basil. I love both of those modules. If you need a VCA mixer, look no further than the Aikido. It's got so many tricks up its sleeve. It's nice and compact. It sounds great. Um, Yeah, it is my primary output module now for uh, not just my remote performance kit, but just it kind of goes in every system that I build whenever I want to do something. This week's secret phrase or words are wood lacquer painting. Until next week.